Hey friends, this Good Friday at South Bend City Church, we decided to take a few minutes out of our day to come together, to reflect, and to remember. To remember that there is no Easter without Good Friday, and that we can carry the tension of pain and of loss and of questions, and also of great hope. So we hope that you'll join us as we reflect and remember, and as we culminate the gathering in coming to the table. Jesus, they saw a teenage mother, they saw an unbelieving brother, just a man in poverty. But when I see Jesus, I see the healer of the nations, I see the service of a brother who gave his life away.
seated. Uh, my name is Jason. If we don't know each other, welcome. Uh, we're honored to share this moment with you. It's Good Friday in a peculiar kind of way. Uh, it's good because it's a place where we look upon the love of God given to us and for the world. Uh, we have two centerpieces. One is word and one is table. And so in a moment, I'll read to you from the scriptures the story of what we remember today. And then we'll come to the table to receive this meal. Uh, but a quick bit of business about how we come to the table in case it's helpful for you. Uh, first of all, you might have been in spaces where there were some limits on who can come to this table. And just so you know that our best understanding here 
at SBCC is that anybody who wants to be at the table with Jesus is deeply welcome at the table with Jesus. And so we don't care uh, if you're part of like the SBCC community or not, or what you believe or don't believe. We don't care whether you're proud of the week that you've lived through or not. None of that matters. Uh, the only question is if you have a desire to be at this table and to receive. And if so, it's our uh, sacred honor to welcome you there. When we get to that point in just a moment or two, uh, it'll be really clear. I'll serve some servers up here on stage first, and then when they take their places, you'll be free if you'd like to get up out of your seat and go to one of the tables in the corners to receive. Uh, when you get there, you can simply hold out your hand, and as you open your hand, you will receive uh, bread and be reminded of the body of Christ broken for you. It happens to be gluten-free, dairy-free, nut-free, egg-free bread, so that everybody there hopefully can receive. And then hold on to it for a moment and step over and somebody will hold out a cup for you. And they'll remind you the blood of Christ shed for you. It happens to be grape juice, so hopefully everybody can receive, but you can take the bread that you have in hand and dip it in the cup and then take and eat that. And that'll be our Eucharist practice in a moment. Before we get there and before I read um, this story though, I will say a couple of things about it very briefly. And I know we got some kids in the room. We love that we have the kids here today. Uh, kids, I know the story that I'm gonna read today is kind of complicated and it has um, some difficult moments in it. And uh, if you don't understand all of it, that's okay, because I still don't understand all of it. We're still working our way through it together. But if you take away nothing else from what we say and do today, I hope you know that this is a story about the love of God and how much God loves you and how that love compels God to show up for you. And I hope you know that it's a story about how God loves everyone. God loves your friends and your family, and he also loves the people you have a hard time with. And it's a story about God doing things to heal the world and to heal us. So if you hear nothing else today, I hope you take that away. And that's why we call it Good Friday, right? Now, that being said, um, I don't know how all of you in the room relate to the story I'm about to read or to the meal that we're about to share. I don't know if it feels like a little bit of a remnant from an old religious past or if it feels alive and, and powerful and meaningful today. Uh, however, I think... Um, that if in the story of God's life we didn't have a moment where the things that we say today happened, happened, we would have a hard time understanding how the life of God is relevant in the world that we're living in right now. Like, I think we might be left wondering what the life of God has to say to a world where a madman can inflict war on the, the men and the women and the children of a nation next door because of some crazy whims or need for power. If we didn't have this moment in the story of God giving God's life for us and surrendering to the violence that we inflict, I don't know what we, what we would say um, about God's life in a world that has so many fractures and breaking points that we feel. If we didn't have the story of God suffering with us, I don't know what God would have to say uh, to all that we have been through in the last two, and, two years and several months of pandemic life and all the breaking points that that has put its pressure on and our families, and our mental health, and our relationships, and our economy, and our world. I don't know what God would have to say if we don't have this moment in the story, where in, in one singular moment, it seems, that we see all of the worst that we are capable of, and all of the worst that we suffer, and we see God giving God's self in the best and most surprising kind of way. That like in one singular moment, we see gathered up all of our capacities to rebel against God and to hurt one another and to even hurt ourselves. We see all of that gathered up into this moment. And rather than God reacting with vengeance 
we see God sitting in it with us before God defeats it. um, To quote another preacher, somehow in the gravity of the grace of God, everything is brought into himself, that it would be transformed, and that somehow from all this death and pain and darkness, new life would come. And so, again, that's why we call it Good Friday, not because it's lighthearted or simple, uh, but because it's the goodness of God that meets us at our very worst and continues to give God self. So I want to read from Luke's Gospel and simply let uh, the word of the gospel text that tells us this story speak to us today. And as we do, I hope and trust that we will allow ourselves to find ourselves in at least a couple of places in this story. One, that every one of us has some things to own about how it is that we live apart from the life of God and that we, how we break the world when we do that. And here, I don't mean so much like those of us who might have found ourselves no longer believing in God as a concept. I mean the ways that all of us, in many different ways, reject the life of God, the love of God, that flows through the world and invites us to be a part of it. And I also hope that we will find ourselves sitting with the God who suffers with us, knowing that for all the ways that we have been wounded by the fractures of a world that has rejected that life, that we're not alone, and that the love of God compelled God to be with us in our suffering that we might heal. And so I'll read now from Luke chapter 23 before we come to the table. As the soldiers led Jesus away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and they put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. And when they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. And the soldiers came up and mocked him. They offered him wine, vinegar, and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve, but this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said to Jesus, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. On the night before these events, Jesus was with his friends. And knowing what was coming around the corner for him, he gave them this meal. He took a loaf of bread, and he held it before them, and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, broken for you. Take and eat. Later in that meal, he took a cup. And he said, this is the cup of a new promise of an enduring faithfulness, of an unending love that is being poured out for you and for the world. Live in this promise, take and drink. 
So I'll pray for these elements, and while I pray for them, I'll ask uh, those from our team who are going to serve you to join me on the stage. And once I'm done praying, I'll serve them. And then once they take their places at the tables in the room, you are um, not just welcome to, but wonderfully and radically invited to come to the table. Loving God, I pray that uh, this meal for us would be your life given for us and for the world. I pray that in the elements of bread and cup, that we would know your love and your faithfulness. I pray that we would see in this moment, uh, in the history of reality, in the history of the world, not just the worst of what we are capable of, although it's there, but that we would see the best news about you, about ultimate reality, that even though uh, we might bring our worst against life and love, that love has more to say. So even as we remember this moment, we look forward to Easter, and we trust that you are folding us in to this story. We pray these things through Christ, whose gift we honor and remember today. And we all said, amen. So at this point, we ask you to join us, podcast fam, whether it's alone or in a group of people. You can either pause this or you can let the music continue to play. Jay will give a benediction in a bit, but for now, we ask that you join us, that you would know that this is the body of Christ broken for you and the blood of Christ shed for you. We encourage you to go forward today in the spirit of today, to continue to meditate on and to know the love of God revealed in the death of Christ, so that later on Easter we can celebrate the power of that love revealed in the resurrection. May you know that God has given God's life to us and for us, in the body of Christ and in the spirit that's with us now. May you be sustained by the knowledge that God is with us in all things, the worst things and the best things. May this love shape us and feed us and heal us and lead us to do our part to heal the world. And may grace and peace be with you. Amen. Love you all. See you on Easter.